Welcome and happy Friday. It's July 22nd, 2016. This is Travelog, the podcast of Condé Nast Traveler. I'm here with Laura Redman, who directs our digital content, amongst other things. Meredith Carey, who's an editor and a podcast producer for us. And Mark Elwood, who's a contributing editor and recently a podcast producer as well. Mark is coming to us live via Skype from New Orleans at Tales of the Cocktail. Field beamed in specially. So you guys have got drinks and I've got drinks, but we just can't clink them. No. <laughs> yes, everybody has drinks. We're, we're sampling this week. We have more of the Justin Timberlake tequila. Did so well last week. Yes, we it did. Bring it and, back. and again, I'll say it, you can taste the Timberlake. <laughs> However, wow. I'm the only one who can taste the Timberlake because everyone else is drinking Havana Club. We, I mean, it's delicious. Yes. It's delicious. And we were, we're out now, so we have to yeah. go back to Cuba. Right? For yeah. a That's more how hunt. that works, right? That's how that works. Roll back. Yep. Okay. Wow. Yes, somebody has to go fetch more, <laughs> more rum. We also got Seb Mo, Sebastian Modak at the controls, subbing in for Brett, our engineer, who is off having fun. I don't know who allowed him to do that, but someone did. <laughs> so this week, we are going to talk about last-minute summer trip ideas. Feels like a useful thing. It's Very. the end of July. August is coming up. If you ain't on it now, it probably ain't going to happen. Oh, that's so sad. Make it happen. Summer lasts through mid-September in right? my book. Really? I, yeah. Not Labor Day? You're giving people a pass for I'm like giving people a pass. Weeks? The weather, an extra two weeks. Yes. An extra two weeks. <laughs> Had so much free time. I mean, you think about it. The weather in somewhere like the Pacific Northwest is only just getting amazing right now, and it lasts through late September, early October. So, Northwest summer is really like mid July to mid October. I'm calling it. So that's where I'm going. I'm and going, to, I'm going to Seattle end in the next south week. Ever so? No, that's true. She's just got plenty of hot left to get. Yeah, up. how hot is it in New Orleans right now, Mark? I managed to sweat through a t-shirt walking two blocks, <laughs> so I need to wear a t-shirt that covers the sweat better and walk a little slower, um, and drink a lot of water. I I love New Orleans. It's one of my favorite places in the world, but. I've never been here in the height of summer, and I just kept wondering what it was like in the early days of the bayou, where you couldn't do anything because it was so hot. So, okay, New Orleans, perhaps not on the list for late, <laughs> last minute summer. Like <laughs> Sorry. But I think what we're looking for, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, we're looking for places where the weather, the climate, activity is right, things are happening, whatever, but also where you can still get to. Because some places, if you haven't booked, if you haven't got everything set up by now, it's it's too late. So Pacific Northwest is one, and you're going to Seattle next week. I'm going to Seattle next week. We're looking at hotels. There's some great hotels in downtown Seattle. There's a Hotel Andra, the Alexis, the Four Seasons, a great one in Ballard, new one called Hotel Ballard that's right on Ballard Ave. I'm going to just keep saying Ballard, Ballard. <laughs> no, it's a great neighborhood, and there's a lot of restaurants on that one street right now. You could do a food crawl up and down Ballard Ave. That's what I plan to do as soon as I land, paying the Bastille. Uh, Laura, have you booked your hotel or are you winging it or are you staying with family? Because when I do those kind of trips, I've used Hotel Tonight very successfully to get great hotels at the 11th hour. And I've started kind of risking it on some trips and seeing whether I can treat myself to a better hotel if I do a last minute booking. That's a great suggestion. We may do that. The hotel we have is a little... Hi, it's a little pricey right now, I'm not going to lie. So the hotel costs are a little high. Um, we typically stay with friends, but we're trying to do a special weekend this time. Uh, I'm looking at in at the market as well. And I, I think I will try hotel tonight, actually. That's a great idea. 
There's some decent flight deals right now, too. Yeah, and Hotel Tonight actually has a new concierge service that you can text their concierge and they can tell you where to go and what to do and they can get a pillow for you and you don't even have to call down to the front desk. Wow, really? It's like ultimate laziness. But it only happens in summer? No, it happens all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But what I love about Hotel Tonight, and I think what makes it stand apart, is not just the premise, which is, you know, last-minute deals, but I think it's one of the most intuitive apps to use. I love tracing my finger over the bed outline to confirm the booking, which is both different from pressing a button and slightly more a reminder that you've got you are you're actually spending money now but it it has great functionality great features it's so easy to use and i have found it getting me out of a jam with a better hotel than expected numerous times when i've been stuck okay so seattle hotel tonight and also um one of our Senior editors on the print team, Becca Meisner, just wrote about her family vacation to Orcas Island, which is up in the San Juans. If you uh, if you ever go to Seattle, tack on a couple extra days to get out of the city and to go north. And uh, at the northernmost point, San Juan is the series of islands. Orcas is one of them. And there are literally orca whales swimming around these islands. Mm. I was out. I rented a boat once, a little 15 wow. foot Staby craft, it was called. It felt like it was made of aluminum. And the first thing they asked me was, do you know how to drive a boat? I said, sure. Second thing was, do you know what to do if a whale comes along? I said, no. Why don't you tell me what to do if a whale comes along? Um, So apparently you could kind of be out and about and they're just swimming right by you. I I didn't see any at the time, but all you do, in case you're ever wondering, is you just shut off your boat and sit there and wait for them to go by. Wow, this is already an incredibly informative podcast. (laughs) Um, Mark, where are you thinking of for last-minute summer? Well, you know, I'm I'm biased, but I do think if you look at some of the prices to London at the moment because of the Brexit fallout, the flight prices in the summer are always high, but they're the lowest I've ever seen them. They're under $1,000 to London, which for August is unheard of if you wait till september we've seen 500 dollars to london and your dollar will go so much further when you get there so i'm looking at actually taking a last minute weekend trip back to the motherland because the prices are too good to resist yeah. they really are in in all in all classes on the on the plane hasn't british airways seen tremendous spike in uh, bookings mm-hmm. since in interest yeah and for sure and then wow air just launched this week 189 dollar one-way tickets to Edinburgh. So that's looking like for... That alone I mean, is a reason to go. Exactly. So from D.C., L.A., San Francisco, and Boston, you can get there and back for under $400. And Wow Air, Meredith, Wow Air has very good feedback, doesn't it? That it's one of those airlines that, sure, it's a budget airline, but people don't complain about being squeezed in or treated poorly. You just have to pay for everything you want. Yes, yeah, exactly. So you're going to have to pay to choose your seat ahead of time for extra carry-ons, but your experience will not be horrible. And for those who don't know, Wow Air is an Icelandic airline. Mm -hmm. So So you'll have a stopover in Reykjavik. Which is not bad. No. I mean, that's kind of where, if you haven't been to Reykjavik yet, you know you're missing out, although I haven't, so... You're missing out. I'm missing out. (laughs) (laughs) You can get a nice shuttle to the Blue Lagoon and back in your layover time. (laughs) But how long does it take you to get through all the people from Brooklyn who are in the Blue Lagoon? (laughs) No, that's a very good question. 
You know, I have no idea. <laughs> we can estimate. It's like taking the F train. But aren't, aren't there crazy flights right now to Scotland, to Hong Kong? We just had a deal where it was like, what, $400, yeah. $500 round trip to Hong Kong? There's a fair war that's going on between United and American and Delta. And when the airlines are fighting for the lowest price, obviously we're the ones that win. So over the last two days, it's been ranging anywhere from $500 to $300 round trip. And that is an insane deal. That's insane. It's in the thousands usually. $300. So I just came back from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So I can say that 20-hour flight for $300 is astonishing to get that far. And I will say Hong Kong in the summer is swelteringly hot. But the entire island, the entire country is configured so you scamper from air-conditioned units to air-conditioned units. The locals don't want to be out either. So you can go in summer and you can take advantage of those flight prices, even when it's sweltering, because no one expects you to be strolling through the park. Do you scamper much, Mark? (laughs) (laughs) I think I just hustle. I think it's the New York (laughs) room. But in in Hong Kong, you feel very at home because they hustle just as hard. So I love the speed there. And I think the food in Hong Kong is worth that 20-hour journey alone. Oh, I agree. And it's the same price right now, I think, to Australia. Right. Or a little more. It's a little more. It's still around like $600, $700. But I mean, again, for a flight to Australia, that's pretty incredible. I mean, that's half price, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. And admittedly, if you went right now to Australia, it's their winter, winter. but depending on which city you're in, the winter is only really, it could be 40 degrees. You but know, again, 50. if you're trying to escape the South, right. then you're going to a perfect place. Right. Exactly. So now after you have gone to the Pacific Northwest, you might take a jaunt down to the California coast, might you not? Oh, you might. That's a good road trip, by the way. If you want to do a whole podcast about road trips, but um, <laughs> I actually, we wrote recently about Carmel, uh, Carmel by the sea. It's known for um, its golf course and its charming little homes and B&Bs, but there's, it recently got two great new hotels, one called The Hideaway and one called Hotel Carmel. So it's making it even more of a destination. It's right on the beach. The beach is golden. It's absolutely gorgeous. The food's really good too. It has a cool little gallery scene. There are, you know, you'll always see some kind of celebrity kind of hiding out there. Clint Eastwood used to be the mayor there. It's, I mean. Sorry, wait. Yes, what? yes. Oh, mayor, <laughs> millennial Meredith. Like, I forget how many decades ago, but. He was the mayor of Carmel for a while. Really? Yes. yes. Yep. I missed Carmel. that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you know, it's, it's interesting talking about a fancy places by the beach. What I think I used to work out in the Hamptons in the summers and, you know, the snobs have a rule about the Hamptons. You know, VIP time is June and July. All of the best benefits, all of the CNBC parties are June and July. August, when the weather is glorious, is the time that no one important wants to be there. And the prices soften a lot. You're not going to get a dirt cheap deal in the Hamptons. But if you've ever wanted to have a kind of glamorous Hamptons weekend, August is the time to do it because it is significantly cheaper than June and July because there is no there's no social scene in August. If you go out there in August, you just have great restaurants, beautiful beaches, but you won't be going to some you know fancy gala. So, Mark, I admit this is one of my greatest shames. I am someone who has been to Indonesia, but not to Long Island. So tell me, <laughs> tell me where... I go when I go to the Hamptons. What part of it? Do you know, my favorite part of the Hamptons is Sag Harbor. And the reason I love Sag Harbor is the way you go to the Hamptons is either by train or by jitney, by that special bus. The bus route really defines the busy parts of the Hamptons. And Sag Harbor is not a stop on the jitney. So to get to it, you have to drop off in Southampton 
and, and take now you can take an Uber, which is very affordable. So what it does is it makes it less of a crazy scene. And it still feels like a clapboard town where a lot of the houses are 150 years old there's a great hotel there and there's a grocery store and a, a, a you know a local post office so i love the snapshot of sag harbor everyone talks about montauk i think montauk's a little bit like fashioned by the sea i would go to sag harbor good wreck and brad you go pretty often don't you in the summer or i mean we go out to fire island pretty frequently it's kind of our little summer getaway we usually go for a day it's the kind of place where if you want to go for longer, you really have to plan a good year in advance because it gets booked up. But there's this charming little town called Fair Harbor that you can take a, a ferry to. And then you walk. Literally, the island is maybe half a mile wide at that point. I mean, I'm just guessing. But um, but you walk from one end to the other. There's actually in Fair Harbor, there's a very cute little restaurant right at the dock that used to be independent and then got bought. And it was fine. Then it got bought by Jean Georges, you know, restaurant group, and then they immediately made it over. So that they bought it in, I think, May, and we just went about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and it had already been converted, and now it's just fully Jean Georges up. But that, which is good, like mm -hmm. it, it, it was fine before. It was much better now, I think, and it's just one of those places where you can get. There are no cars allowed. And everybody rides bikes, and the people who stay there take their stuff out, you know, on the ferry, and then they have these little wheelbarrows, or rather, they're like little red wagons that they carry them around in. And so there's a little red wagon parking lot at the ferry for with people's names on them. So it's oh this my very, god, that's the most charming thing yes, I've ever it's heard. Yes, it's very quaint and charming. <laughs> and then the beach itself is sort of your classic Atlantic beach, like it's super wide, white sand, you know, plenty of room for running around, kids running around, umbrellas, all that sort of thing. It's a very classic. But don't you see, Brad, well, I think you're making a really interesting point about somewhere like Far Island, which is so associated as sort of like a hedonistic gay playground. It's synonymous with like the 70s and Speedos. And actually, that's a tiny I always part. think it's the place that Frank O'Hara got run over by a dune buggy. And <laughs> therefore very sad. <laughs> Kill, no, killed one of America's great poets. But it is, that's a tiny portion of Fire Island. And the Fire Island itself is a string of communities, beach communities, that are incredibly charming in lots of different ways. And I think it's also worth remembering places like the Hamptons of Fire Island that I, I think we all assume, oh, there'll be nothing there last minute. You really might be surprised at cancellations, availabilities. All you have to do is check because everyone thinks, oh, it's too late to make that plan. And from somewhere like Boston or D.C., going to Fire Island or the Hamptons for the weekend is very workable. You could make that work. And it's, it's a crazy, crazy good getaway. I agree. And speaking of getaways from Boston, I was actually just in Bermuda on a family vacation. I have never seen so many Bostonians in one place that wasn't New England. It was wonderful, though. No, I don't mean though. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and you forget how close it is. It, from Newark, it was under two hours. By you know, I was in the tropics in an hour and forty-five minutes. That's crazy, and it's gorgeous. It's not. I'm not going to say it's a deal. It's it's like St. Bart's. It's going to be pretty highly priced year round, but the season for Bermuda is only, I mean, it's Memorial Day to Labor Day. It's the same as an East Coast beach season. So you're leaving your local beach, but these beaches are astoundingly beautiful and they, the water is clear. When you go snorkeling, you don't even need a snorkel because you can see the fish right there at your feet. They, and they are, you know, turquoise, purple, pink, and 
the sand is as soft as flour. You feel like you're walking on poured flour. It's unreal. So it's the kind of place where you would easily like, you don't mind spending a little more to do a spa weekend and a beach weekend or a golf weekend. There are more, I feel like there are more golf courses than tourists there, but it's such an easy trip. Yeah. Speaking of getting to beaches, we're coming up on shoulder season for the Caribbean, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. I think uh, deals are pretty good right now. August, September. Admittedly, you start to get into hurricane season, so just be warned that that's true. But the deals are going to be really good right now, and we were recommending um, St. Bart's pretty recently. Like I said, Bermuda is just north of the Caribbean, so it's not technically there. But I mean, take a look. Go to um, fairness.com and just type in "I want to go to the Caribbean," and it'll show you what deals there are right now. Okay. So and I think. Google Destinations is also a really great opportunity if you're a more flexible person who isn't so dead set on specific dates or a specific destination, you can kind of enter, oh, I want to go somewhere in August, and it'll give you the cheapest places that you can go for that time frame. It's perfect. I mean, remember to keep an eye out if you are on Zika Watch. Uh, Mm -hmm. There is a fair bit of that part of the world that is on Zika Watch right Mm -hmm. now. And unfortunately, today we were reporting that it made its way to Miami. But uh, this is not a podcast for alarmists. <laughs> we are here to celebrate getaways and travel. So this is something that we reported on last year. The time in the summertime going to places that are actually winter destinations. So ski resorts like Jackson Hole, Wyoming mm-hmm. or Aspen. Mm-hmm. You were in Aspen in the wintertime or in the... In the winter. I was there in March. But all anyone could talk about was how wonderful it is in the summer. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. I've been to Aspen in the summer for the Food and Wine Festival, and it is. it feels like you're stepping into a Heidi story or <laughs> a remake of The Sound of Music, just with a, you know, a lot richer people. You're standing there and you're looking out at this incredible scenery, and the weather is flawless, flawless, just warm enough, not humid. I, it was amazing. The prices must be good as well, right? Like it's yeah, it's it's much sorry. less traveled, and there a lot of places are trying to encourage people to come during that time. I mean, Aspen. The reason Food and Wine Festival is in Aspen in the summer is to try and drive traffic in its off season. So over the Food and Wine Festival, you'll pay through the nose because everyone wants to hang out with Chef Jose Andres. But <laughs> in the summer itself, there's no skiing, so those hotels offer great deals. And I would always say I made the mistake the first time I went to Aspen of flying to Denver and driving. And it's a really long, That's a long tiring hot, yeah, drive. Four hours, right? So, you know, bite the bullet and take a connection because in the summer, the weather won't cause as many cancellations. In the winter, people are so nervous about the tiny planes from Aspen getting canceled all the time. That's not going to happen in the summer. And that drive is not only long, but windy and through the mountains. I was exhausted. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I actually took one of those little connecting flights out of Aspen in the middle of what looked like a blizzard to me. And I'm, you know, I'm from the East Coast. I Maybe I don't know a West Coast blizzard that well, but they will take off and land in just about anything. So if it's a cancellation, yeah, no one wants to be in the air, period. So expect, I totally agree with you, Mark. I wouldn't do that drive. No. Where else are you seeing deals, Meredith? Um, I think that the easiest way to find them is just to kind of sign up for a newsletter if you aren't looking for anywhere specific and you're just kind of willing to be spontaneous. So something like Airfare Watchdog or Scott's Cheap Flights are really great options for last minute in the upcoming you know month or so deals to jump on that are either mistake fares where someone inputs something wrong and a lot of times airlines will honor those or they're just crazy deals that Scott or somebody else has discovered in their digging. 
Meredith, they do tend to... I was going to say, it's interesting about those mistake fairs because I think people forget that there are two kinds. The mistake fairs that make the news are when it's $10 round-trip business class LA to Singapore. Mm -hmm. And they often don't honor those because those are absurdly low. But if the mistake fares are just significantly cheaper than the regular rate, you're not taking many risks booking them. They're unlikely to cancel those, right? No. So I actually flew on a mistake fare for $350 round trip to Chile in the spring, and it was perfect. It was totally fine. There was no problems at all. Um, I flew on Copa, which is a Panamanian airline, and it was great. It was a flight that usually would have cost $700 to $800, and I wow. got it for $350 round trip, and you just have to be really comfortable jumping on it. I called a friend. She said, give me 20 minutes to decide. We booked it, and we were good to go, and we had a great time. <laughs> and you know what I love, too, is that someone like Scott Keys, who's this 20-something who just is passionate, crazy passionate about flight deals. He spends his mornings on the Google matrix, looking at flights all over the world, putting in different combos, and he just finds these deals and he sends them out to his newsletter base. And we are religious followers of him since mm-hmm. we started, we were started reporting on him earlier this year. And, you know, it feels like our buddy who's just a travel junkie is like, hey, let's all go to Australia tomorrow, you know? And my favorite thing about Scott is that I emailed him back when I got the Chile deal, which is the first time I've ever used um, his newsletter to actually book something. And he immediately responded, was so excited, was giving me suggestions. Um, So he's a really accessible person. If you are curious about finding a deal or how he does it, he's very approachable. And there's a free and paid option, isn't there, Mm -hmm. Meredith? So you can, you don't, it doesn't necessarily, you can sample it you can sample his deals yes. without it's risk free basically it is it is and you get more deals if you pay but his standard subscription is incredible off the bat and is his sourcing just google like is that really or does he what's it's, his secret sauce i mean it's one of his main sources but yeah i think google flights is a great place but he uses mamondo and a few other places and gives you kind of directions as to how to book some flights are you fly into one city in asia you yeah. get a cheap 100 dollar flight between two cities and you leave out of another flight so it's not maybe the easiest booking it's going to be a little more complicated but it is going to be an incredible deal. So you might as well put the time in. Can we talk about the joy about the spontaneity? I think we always feel slightly like, oh, last minute travel. It's because I'm desperate for a vacation and my boss wouldn't let me book it off. And, <laughs> and there's actually something really exciting about spontaneously saying, you know what? I'm going to book a week off in August. Where can I go? There is a real joy in that. Oh, that I, I totally agree. Often, it's a rush. Know, we often overlook. Right? Oh, it's it's absolutely a rush. I. I feel like I have to get out of town once a month and it could just be a weekend in the Hamptons per se, but you know, to not know, but then to have that to look forward to at the end of your week. I mean, it's And for me, it was like, I finished booking the deal to Chile and everyone at work was like, well, what are you going to do? I was like, well, I haven't even thought about that yet. (laughs) So it's exciting. You get to completely plan a trip from scratch, something that if you were thinking about it and really considering, oh, what are my options? What are my options? You would have already kind of overthought your trip. And so for me, it was like, well, now I got to go buy a guidebook. (laughs) Guidebook? I know. I got to go talk to my coworkers. (laughs) We have a website that can help you out. What language do they speak? (laughs) What about Europe? I guess we've we've talked about uh, London and Edinburgh, but are you just SOL with Europe if you want to go now? No, we've actually seen decent flights across the board to Europe right now. And we were talking about it a little bit in the office recently because 
you know, there is some news. There's some news out of Nice. There's news out of Turkey mm-hmm. that it's really intimidating. It makes it, you feel bad for the people there and it makes you nervous as a traveler. And, you know, we continue to say, like, march on, you know, travel on. Mm-hmm. But if you if you are nervous about it, don't hit to the major cities for a little while. Try uh, what one of our editors called Alt-Europe. And you think of it as a trip to the countryside. So we have one person mm-hmm. in Provence right now, David Jeffries. He flew to Nice the day after the attack. It was fine. He got with his family to this gorgeous villa in Provence, and he has since been posting photos on Instagram that make us all very, very jealous. <laughs> Every 30 minutes, I'm, it's I'm just yes, horrible. He's really I'm so jealous. A lot. <laughs> the one caution I would add the one country in Europe that August is not a good time to go is Italy. I spent a lot of my childhood in Italy, and what is easy to overlook is August is full of tourists, so the Italian resorts are very busy. The Italians are all at the beach, so the cities are just tourists. And Ferragosto, the, the the feast on the 15th of August, is like Christmas and Thanksgiving combined. Nothing is open, <laughs> not even the corner cafe. You will be eating yesterday's mozzarella in your hotel room. <laughs> so the I would always say with Italy, if you've not gone to Italy and you want to go, wait till September when the weather will still be gorgeous, but life will be functioning. It's one of those steer clear of Italy in August. Yeah, I would I would also add Spain to that list, much as I love Spain, but I think the same thing happens. You I've been to Barcelona and Madrid in August and went with a very very excited about a list of restaurants to try all these amazing restaurants <laughs> in both cities and they were all closed yeah. all closed like for the entire month of august just like a little sign on the door that says we've gone to the beach we're out of here <laughs> but, see but, you in september but, <laughs> we so should get that for our office <laughs> what, what is what is interesting is i have a hotelier friend in paris who told me that the cheapest rates for hotels in paris at any point in the year are in August because French people aren't traveling to Paris and not as much is shut as in Spain or Italy. So if you want to go to Paris and you want a great hotel deal, it sounds counterintuitive, but what you would think of as peak season, August, is the cheapest time to go. But now, flaw in the in the London argument, though, if you go to London mm. in August, won't all the British people be in Italy and Spain? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think I think at the moment they can't afford to go anywhere. They oh, all no. cancel their vacations. <laughs> well, he's British; he can get away. Yeah, with that. right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's no. But I also think there's there's a slightly different culture because the Mediterranean culture. There is a sense. Joking aside, I think we all joke about this idea that Italy, you know, closes down for August. But to a certain degree, it does. Whereas the northern European countries don't function like that. So if you go to London in August, the challenge in London in August is the joke about British weather and it never being sunny is just a joke. At the moment in in London, it's incredibly hot. It's 90 something degrees and not everything is air conditioned because Mm. it doesn't happen too often. So remember, if you go to London in August... The tube can be, you just want to wear a bikini and pack <laughs> your clothes in your in your bag. I will run out and get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> don't, Brad, don't. You can wear yeah, something else. Really? Something, something else. Don't. <laughs> really, uh, really. Yes, really, please. Um, what about in the Northeast? Anything for folks in this part of the world? So it's a really good season to go to the Adirondacks. It, I mean... There's really no bad season to go to the Adirondacks. It's lovely in the winter, too. But there's, I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous weather right now. The fishing is good. The swimming is good because the lakes are actually warm enough to, like, 
dip a toe in. Yeah. And there's something called the Wild Walk that just opened. Now, please ask me what the Wild Walk what is. What is the Wild Walk? <laughs> is it one of those above ground um, hanging Let her stairways? Tell it. No, oh, but sure. I love oh, these. these are, they're such an amazing experience. They're yes. so fun. That's exactly it. It's okay. a, like a cross network of bridges and platforms up in the trees. It's near Tupper Lake. And it's someone called it like the Ewok Village <laughs> in the Adirondacks. <laughs> It sounds awesome. I mean, I bet the photos are outstanding, too, if we're all Instagram junkies. But Don't you think, Laura, I always think about upstate New York, that if upstate New York were in a state other than New York, where it is very easily eclipsed by the joys of Manhattan, it would be way more famous because the landscapes up there, the Adirondacks, are up there with any leaf peeping of New England. I, I would I would see your leaf peeping and I'll raise you to Adirondacks. <laughs> But I think it gets overlooked because it's in the state that has Manhattan. Do you think if it was in like Vermont, New Hampshire on the border, mm-hmm. it would be the greatest destination of all time? Absolutely. It would get it would get a lot more love and much less sort of sh- shade thrown at it from from, you know, our bit of the state. <laughs> it's I mean, you're right. It's absolutely lush and we don't necessarily have alpine lakes, you know, around here, but these lakes are so gorgeous and clear and cold. I don't know. There's something really refreshing about it all. And to imagine being in the high line of the trees, you know, there's something like that out in Vancouver too. Oh, Vancouver, British Columbia. Mm. Perfect time to go there right now too. Segway. Um, I love going to, you just get outdoors. You have to be outdoors in all of these places, right? You're not going to like sit in a cabin and play on your iPad. You're going to bring the kids and get them to go hiking around Stanley Park in Vancouver while the parents stop over at the tea house and have some wine and cheese and, you know, the kids go running among the totem poles. It's unreal. It's so nice. What about staying in Canada? What about uh, on this side of Canada? Montreal, Quebec City, really, really good time to go there too. Mark, have you been to Montreal? Yeah, I've been, I've been to. I, I met. I went to Montreal reasonably recently. I went to Quebec City and to Toronto. I think of Canada, especially Anglophone Canada, as sort of like an, a man in the high castle version of America because it's almost the same, but they spell Czech with a Q. And there were <laughs> there are tourism ads for Cuba, and you'll you think I'm sort of I'm sort of home but i'm not quite and i love that because it's very familiar but little things are so different and then it makes it sort of a joy to do the, the most mundane thing well and now air canada is offering in the same way that wow will offer flights through reykjavik where you can extend a stopover air canada is doing that in toronto so you could reasonably experience toronto and go on to europe and wow. fit two trips in one yeah that's great i'll put in a plug for one of the other recommendations we had when we did this last year, which is Portland, Maine, mm-hmm. the other Portland. Um, that's your Portland, that's right? That's my hometown. I was just there recently. I go there every July. And um, I think you probably can't find a better eating town for its size anywhere in the United States. It was absolutely amazing. Um, everybody knows about these places, but they're truly worth the visit and for a town that's like 60,000 people, 70,000 people to have Eventide Oyster House, Honey Paw, Central Provisions, Miyake, Union, all of these places, like kind of right there, all very easily accessible. You could go and spend a weekend, like a long weekend there and you'd never have a bad meal. Your mind would actually be blown. Like Central Provisions is an absolutely amazing place. And those places can hold their own with, you know, great restaurants in New York or, you know, San Francisco. (sighs) 
But if you go in the summer, Brad, can you have lobster? I remember what, what's the rule about lobster? You can only eat lobster when there's an R in the month. Because I, I, I wouldn't want to go to Maine and be deprived of the chance to eat lobster. No, no, no. We have, we have, no, they're still fishing lobster. We had oh, fresh. Oh, they are? Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, like breeding yeah. season. No, oh, okay. no, no. We had, um, you know, you can get it at the restaurants, obviously. So Eventide has an amazing brown butter lobster roll. And it's definitely worth getting. It's small and kind of, you know, different, but um, really, really good. And then, you know, we basically, this is something you can do fairly easily in around that area, which is just buy some lobster. I mean, if you're staying somewhere where you can do it, you know, and cook them yourself, which is a lot easier than you know, basically boil some water and throw them in. You hear them scream. Uh, no you really don't that's not easier you really don't hear them scream the other thing is we we have these constant debates over and i think these exist elsewhere like over how long you're supposed to cook them this is a very main thing but less is more less is more with cooking the lobster uh, generally speaking but no but I we think... can cook it you can cook it in august this is just i worried i thought it was like oysters where there had to be an r in the month and i would feel really hard done by being in maine and not having lobster no 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 i've got i've well i guess i would have to say i don't know that i've been in august in a while but i've definitely been in hmm. july and yeah there's not a lot of difference between july and august in maine it's kind of the same so yeah and if you're and you know i think there's now if you do go there, there's now a really great hotel, which I think the city has struggled with for a long time, the Press Hotel, which was on our hot list this year. Um, and it's in the old Press Herald building. It's right central. The best thing about it really is that it's centrally located close to where all of this great food action is happening. So plug. plug for Good plug. <laughs> okay, wait. Can we, if we're going to close out, I think we should go around and say where we are going on our last minute getaways this summer. We have one month to go. Where are you booking? I am going to Nashville for Labor Day. Nice. Um, with a bunch of my friends, we're getting an Airbnb. I'm super excited. I've never been. I've only ever been to Memphis. So I am excited to eat my weight in food and dance. <laughs> dance so much. I'm so excited. Mark, what about you? Um, I just booked my last minute summer vacation for Labor Day week to go to a hotel that uh, we recommended in Traveler, the Masseria Trapana in Puglia which is a converted old building, very Puglia traditional, because I wanted to go to Italy in September and get some of that lovely sun. And the, the flight prices were very reasonable, and it was the perfect 11th hour booking. I actually think Italy in September is a completely different story than in August. Italy in September is actually fantastic. That's good right? to know. Everybody, Amazing. like the beach deals are great because the Italians are terrified of the beach in September. So like you can, you know, they because it gets cold, like it gets a little bit cold. <laughs> by our standards, by like Long Island standard, it's still balmy, you know, <laughs> yeah, but they, they, a little bit of cold and they run from the beach and that means you can go and you can stay there. And, you know, occasionally the weather is not super spectacular, but most of the time it's great. You just have a long lunch then and siesta yeah. and wait for the clouds drink to clear. a giant bottle of whatever is the local white wine brad where are you going i'm actually not taking a last minute vacation because i'm taking this gigantic two-week tour of the desert southwest national parks so that's gonna you know sort of take up you know the first half of august which won't leave me a whole lot of time so Maybe something in September. The prices to London, the prices in London and the prices to London have definitely got me thinking that um, that, that would be a great place to go like really soon. So, no, I agree. I think I may jump on the Edinburgh weekend. Do you care mm. if I leave the office for a few days? <laughs> I really want to go to Depends Scotland. Depends on how our traffic's doing. <laughs> <laughs> and Seattle, of course. I've already been plugging. I think, 
Maine in August has always sounded really nice. So I think Maine may be my last minute Labor Day getaway. That's a good one. All right. So thanks to all of you guys for coming and talking on the podcast. Um, Mark, hope you have a great time in I'll just, New Orleans. You'll find me in the gutter some point this weekend. <laughs> you know, see pictures and just send help. Instagram that. Pick a better street than Bourbon Street to like oh, curl up God on, sakes, please. please. Oh, yes. I'll be in a high class cocktail joints. This is this is the best bartenders in the world converging for a three day drink fest. So I'm going to be drinking well, albeit too much. Yeah, well, Jealous. once in a while have you fun. have to do that. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We are on iTunes and SoundCloud and everywhere else that fine podcasts are located. Visit us at cntraveler.com. We are also Condé Nast Traveler on Facebook and YouTube and CN Traveler on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. And please tweet at us. Send us feedback. Let's go around and tell people where they can do that, um, aside from CN Traveler itself. So I can be found at Oh Hey There Mayor on Twitter. And I'm at Laura underscore Redman on Instagram and at Danon825 on Twitter. And I'm Mark, M-A-R-K-J-E-L-L-W-O-O-D on Twitter. And I'm at Brad Rick. Review us on iTunes, too. Um, we have been encouraging people to do that. We want the feedback. And yes. tweet, tweet at any of us. Let us know what we should be doing. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. We'd love to hear it. That's it. Thanks, everybody, and uh, have a great weekend. <laughs>